Airport Stories. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. I've just gotten back to my room after a light lunch and a couple of drinks with Engen. He's um, a client of mine who's been traveling with me for the last six or seven years now. A phenomenal guy. And after a day out at Nairobi National Park, we met downstairs after a quick shower because it was dusty as hell in that place today. The wind came up and not as bad as Amboseli, but still, it was rough. Anyway, so we went um, and freshened up, met downstairs and had a couple of drinks, and we ended up just talking about the most random stuff. One of those conversations that just jumped from one thing to the next to the next. I love those. And as we were talking, I mean, we covered everything from Syria to bulletproof glass to passports to interrogation rooms and, and, and. And as we were going through this, we had a good laugh. I thought, you know what? Let's share a couple of the stories that um, that I told Engen just on the podcast. It's just for fun. It's, I mean, it's a Saturday night. It's five o'clock in Nairobi. Uh, Jono and Mike should be here at about six. They're flying in. And then we're going for drinks and watching the rugby downstairs, South Africa versus the British and Irish Lions. So, yeah, just a couple of these stories that's come up with travels. And the the the, the things that happen at passport control and at security when you travel. Now... Okay, maybe I should do this. If any of you work at passport control or security at an airport, nothing personal. I'm just telling me, I'm telling you guys my personal experience that's happened. Right. Anyway, so, so I mean, having traveled for quite some time, Wild Eye takes me around the world. Before this, I worked on the Queen Mary too, so we saw a lot of airports and um, ports and stuff like that with documentation required. And before then, I traveled for sport, for gymnastics. So, I've been in and out of a lot of airports in my time, and it's interesting how things sometimes play out. So I just told the story. I haven't thought of some of these for a while until England and I just stumbled upon them. So many, many, many moons ago, right? Arriving in New York, we were going to work on the Queen Mary 2. This is way, way back. But before then, we had to go from South Africa to New York, New York to Tucson, where we would do training with Canyon Ranch, the, the lodge-based, um, the, the, the spa company that was based on the Queen Mary 2. So we went there for three months or so to go and train. But it was the arrival in New York that was the interesting one. So now remember, all of this is before all this human rights and everybody has rights and you can sue anybody for anything and everybody being woke and upset and everything. This is like... The old days, right? Anyway, so obviously the company flying us out from South Africa to Tucson, they weren't going to give us business class tickets. So it was going to be a long, long, long flight. Joburg to London, like a 72-hour layover it felt like, and then into New York. So arriving in New York, a little bit frazzled, a little tired, right? And after a whole line, get to the front, and the customs official at Passport Control is like, what is, your, what is your business in the United States? So I've got all my documentation. I've got the working visas um, that are required to work in the States and the documents from the company, the whole shebang. I've got the whole bunch, right? So I start explaining. We're going to work at this spa company. We're going to Tucson. And as I'm talking, he's kind of paging through my passport, looking at everything. And the next moment, he, he like... If, if he just holds up the passport next to his head, like while he's talking to me, and here's where the shit went down. Another customs official walks past him, wearing like um, safety security gloves, whatever, takes the passports, put them in a plastic bag, seals it, 
and walks away. And inside I'm dying. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So these guys who work at Passport Control, they normally don't have the best sense of humor. Right? Let's be honest about that. So I want to still ask. He says, no, sir, just walk with me, please. I'm like, oh, my God. Now, everybody's staring at us, right? It's like, oh, my God, what do they do? Are they terrorists? Do they have a bomb? Whatever the case is. So walking with this guy once or twice again, try and ask him, hey, dude, what the hell is going on? No conversation. Don't talk. Just be quiet. Okay, cool. Walking, not sure what the hell's going on. The walk is around the security area, away from all the people, and into a room. Now, to describe this room, I'm thinking it's about maybe like four meters wide and 10 to 12 meters long. Now, you come into the, do- the room on the far side, and it looks like a classroom. It's, it, there's no pictures on the, on the wall. This is not a friendly room, right? So on the far side of the wall, uh, sorry, on the far side as we walk in, there's a little square office. So it's just a wall, a wall, and a door. There's no w- w- windows. So this entire room has one door coming in, this little office in the back corner which, with a door that's closed. Then there's a lot of people sitting in this room, but they're all in school style in, in, in rows, sitting next to each other, looking at this blank wall with the office now behind in the corner. We get asked to sit down. Now, in those days, they could still profile. And there were people who were profiled, obviously, who were apparently dangerous. I mean, like a lot of people from the Middle East with um, traditional wear and so on and so forth. And I'm sitting in between these people looking at this wall, not knowing what the fuck's going on. This guy took my passport. We're sitting in this room looking at this wall with all of these profiled apparent terrorists, whatever you might call them at the time. And now you're sitting there. Can't ask a question. There's no windows. There's no music. They don't offer you refreshments. So I get called and they take you to this back room. So they open the door and inside this very, very tiny, I mean, it can't be more than like two meters by two meters. It's small, right? As you walk in through this door, there's no windows, nothing. It's just this blank room. There's a small table in the one. So if you're looking at the wall, there's a small table and next to it, a chair, but the chair is facing away. I get told to sit in this chair. So as I'm sitting in this chair, I've got this table to my right-hand side and they close the door and there I am. It's like, okay, what the hell? Dude, what the hell, man? Anyway, next moment, the door opens. Now, I don't know if you guys know, you guys know who Phil Heath is. He's a Mr. Olympia. That's a big-ass piece of man. He is huge. This guy looks like him. Big black guy, bodybuilder, but he's monstrous, right? Got his security uniform. I'm customs official on the, on the shoulder, and the, the, the sleeves are so tight, they're bursting around this oak's arms. Anyway, not a word. He walks in, and he sits on kind of like half sits on the table, and he leans over me. So I'm sitting on this chair looking up at this guy, right? Not knowing what the hell is going on, where my passport is, nothing, So looking up at this guy, and he says to me, what is your business in the United States of America? I was ready to confess anything. I was willing to confess that I shot Kennedy, that I blew something up, that I'm going to blow something up. It was the most stressful thing. Fuck. This guy's like staring down at me, no emotion, nothing. And I'm like, and he says again, what is your business in the United States of America? But like with this death stare, and this guy's, he's big, he's huge right? So, okay, deep breath, and I start talking. I say, no. So, I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa. We are going to come and work at Canyon Ranch um, from originally from the fitness industry. We're going to take over the spa on board the Queen Mary 2. And as I'm talking, it's literally like this guy's face changes 180 degrees. And he's just suddenly smiling. He says, oh, you're from South Africa. And I'm like, uh, uh, yes. And he says, oh, um, have you ever been on safari? 
Now, I wasn't in the industry at the time, so I'm looking up at this. Uh, in the back of my mind, I'm not knowing what the fuck is going on here. And I said to him, y- y- yes, I've, I've been on safari before. It's kind of what we do. And he wants to start asking more questions about South Africa. And I said to him, listen, sir, stop. Just, just for a moment, please, what is going on here? And he's like, oh, oh, sorry, yeah. So anyway, he walks me out of this little um, uh, little square room, and he takes us around the corner back to, back to where the normal people are, and he says, no, so what happened apparently at the time, I can't remember when this was, it was late 90s or early 2000, and he said, apparently the year before at JFK in New York, there were two Indian nationals who used fake South African passports to get into the state, and they were part of the Taliban at that time. So from then on, for a certain time, what they did is they pulled every single South African uh, passport coming in, and it was called Operation Krugerrand. So I'm like, dude, you could just have asked. I mean, but the, the, <laughs> this pressure and this stress, right, when he took the passports and when he walked into the room, what a fuck up. It was, it was terrible. Anyway, rest of that trip went on Queen Mary 2, blah, blah, blah. Another time, and these are just, this is just stories that I've, I've had with Engen now. So um, we, uh, we, the next one, I was competing in gymnastics, right, in a small town called Riza in Germany. So it didn't go really well. And we, 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 it was myself, it was Tammy, the individual girl, and then the coach, Sean. So it was the Sunday. We didn't compete on Sunday because it didn't go really well. It was the finals. And we were flying back. So late afternoon, we were at Riza Airport, right, to fly to, I think it was to Frankfurt and then back to South Africa. Now, at Riza, some little obscure little shop. This is where the competition was. I bought my mom like, I'm trying to think how to describe this. It's like a little a little mini cup with what could be seen as toothpicks. Like it was a giraffe shaped little cup. And inside there was, it's like these metal toothpicks which you use to eat pieces of cheese or something, right? I don't know if they have a name. Um, and they were also little giraffes. So I bought this from my mom thinking, oh, this is cool. It's, um, it's a giraffe out of Germany. Anyway, so we get to security and there's this big, big, big um, customs or security guy, German Oak. Now, the best way I can describe him is if Ed Sheeran and Shrek had a baby. <laughs> this is what this Oak was looked like, right? He's huge. Yeah, you have an image in your mind. That's him. Anyway, so I put my, my carry-on. And remember, this is way, way, way back. Put my carry-on and this thing there goes through and the thing beeps in the old days. So he says, open up. So he opens up. And in this little thing that I had for my mom is in the top there. He says, what is this? And I'm like, well, it's, I bought it at the shop back there. And he says, no, no, stop. So he takes this and he holds it in his one hand. And he takes one of these little, what, like a mini skewer thingy out, right? I mean, it's no longer than your pinky. And then he starts like poking himself on the forearm. And I'm like, this is surreal. What the hell is this dude doing? So... Anyway, I said, listen, you can keep, and he says, no, 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 I need to be quiet. I'm like, okay, German dude um, told me to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. He goes off, and he comes back with two other uh, security guards, right? They weren't like um, Shrek Sheeran. They were something else. But now I'm standing there, and these three big German security guards on a Sunday afternoon in Riza, they're poking each other with these little skewers that I bought from my mom with giraffes at the end to try and figure out if I can take over a plane with it. I'm like, what? And again, I said to them, guys, listen, if you want to keep it, keep it. I don't, it, it's okay. And they poked each other once or twice more and they just put it down and they said, go. It's like, where, where do they get these people? It's bizarre. It's totally bizarre. And then, 
<laughs> the other one I just told England earlier on, which I thought was quite funny. Years ago as well, into the States. I can't remember which airport it was, but I was, um, I, no, I was flying out of the States, sorry. And I had an 80 to 400, the very, very first edition of the Nikon 80 to 400. And I can't remember the camera body that I had on it. In a little bag, small little bag. Now, at the time as well, South Africa is most third world, third world and all bad and whatever. And so whenever we check in at that time, way back, they would put four S's on our ticket, SSSS. That means you get the special security line. So when you get to security, no, can you step aside? Take your shoes off, sit on a chair, put your arms out to the side, lift your feet up, they look underneath. They pat you down. It was like a whole drama. But now at the same time, you put your bag on the table in front of you while they're now doing this search and check on you. And there's this lady security person at rummaging through my bag now. Anyway, so I'm allowed to put my shoes on. I walk up to her and the camera, the, the, the bag's open and she's like got all my stuff everywhere. She pointed the camera. Now it's, it's literally just the lens and the camera. She pointed it and she says to me, what is that? Now in the back of my mind, I want to be facetious and say it's a fucking microwave. What do you think? But I didn't do that. That wouldn't be a good idea at the time. So I say, no, it's a camera. I've been traveling. And she says, no shit here. She asks me, how do I know this is not an explosive device? Now, what do I say to that? I mean, it looks like a camera. How can I tell you? So, so I'm a bit lost for words. I'm like, well, and so I said to her, you know what? If you want, you're more than welcome to take it and have a look at it and take a picture. She says, no, it could be dangerous. So, and this is the best part. She says to me, you need to pick it up, me, pick it up and take a picture of her. So... In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, right, lady, you think this is an explosive device, yet you have asked me to pick it up, point it at you, and shoot. I, I can't. Anyway, so I took a picture of her. It wasn't great. She, yeah, she, she, <laughs> she wasn't the best photographic subject. Moving on. So anyway, so I took a picture, showed to her, and she's like, okay, cool, thanks, and walks off with all my shit just laying everywhere on this table. The good old days of travel, hey? My goodness. Man, there's so many of these. There's so many stories from the bush, from travel. It's, it's amazing. I should actually try and do one a week because it's really fun. Anyway, um, it's now quarter past five. I just got a message from John and them that they landed. So I'm going to freshen up, head downstairs, get a drink, and wait for them to come in. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm heading to the Mara tomorrow. And I'll be trying to do a podcast from there as regularly as I can. I want to speak to the, some, some of the staff. Um, Mike's there, Jono, and we can have some chats. Just get some content from the Mara as well. But that's it. So this was probably one of the most random episodes that I've done. But um, hey, I enjoyed it, so that's cool. Anyway, guys, um, I'm on social media, Jerry Van Vault on all the platforms. My email, jerry at wildeye.co.za. If you have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, have a great weekend further or week if you're only listening to this delayed, and I'll chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. Bye.